episode 88 of the florida trail runners podcast and here we are with the epic final four of the death at duplee last man standing race leo he's your race director for this event and man these guys they ran for miles hours on hours so on the chat we've got andy shuley your champion he took it home with just over 133 miles then it was Eric Kalina with 129 miles. Then it was Matt Clapper going over 120 miles. And then we've got Benny Wood and his new distance PR. I'm talking a huge new distance PR. Vinny, he knocked it out of the park going 100 miles for the first time. Absolutely epic. So, hey, you know, if it's your first time hearing about this format, you know, the last man standing, last person standing, a backyard event, you know, it goes kind of goes by many names. But this chat, it is full of golden nuggets of knowledge from these guys. You know, they really break it down and, you know, how their race went and all the little things that go into a race like this. So, hey, you know, let's kick it off with some stories from the 2023 Death at Dupuis. Yeah, baby. Woo! Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Woo! Hey. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. Well, good to hear, man. I heard your race uh, turn out pretty damn awesome, man. Good work. Holy, holy smokes, bro. Record turnout. I know. I seen it. I heard it. Look, it looked and sounded like uh, everybody had a great time. I just got done uh, listening to uh, the 60K podcast. Hey. What's up, fellas? Everybody joining the party? What's up, guys? This is, uh, hey, this is Vinny. I just got on. What's up, Vinny? This is Andy. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi, Andy. Hey. hey. <laughs> What's up? Eric, I saw you did a... Uh... Uh, run this past weekend that was pretty impressive congrats on that one how'd that feel i don't know if eric's with us oh maybe not let's see i see eric's name yeah i see it says connected maybe he's muted is there a way to mute this if you're not talking i don't nah, think so nah, I don't think. <laughs> yeah i think he's going to reconnect here here in a second but hey how are y'all feeling Vinny, andy how's everybody feeling how you guys feeling pretty good i've been taking my time getting back into it this time just just a lot of stress on the body so i think i did one run in the past week and it went all right no big issues just i'm just taking my time getting back into it but that, that time's coming soon how about you guys um feeling pretty good i've been running a bit i ran 12 today over the rickenbacker causeway with lewis and a couple other fellas from down here my legs are feeling pretty good not 100 percent. i don't think i could run a 311 marathon like eric did yesterday <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i don't know that i could run a 5k fast right now but yeah that was super impressive man i saw that i'm like man this is this guy is freaking a beast yeah i knew, I knew <laughs> yeah. he was fast man, but the, the, that bounce back from uh what sunday afternoon to saturday that's pretty unconscious sunday <clears throat> that's a quick turnaround for sure 
<laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Eric disconnected, so hopefully he reconnects. Boom. Hey, there we go. Eric. Hello? Hey, Hi, Eric. What's up, Eric? dude? So I was, I was using my computer. It didn't work, I guess. Oh, we we're all just bragging about you. Um, yeah, that marathon was unconscious, dude. Great work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I gave it my best. <laughs> it so how are you really feeling uh, going into it? I seen you were doing some swimming earlier in the week. And How's the body feeling? Yeah, and walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're asking a lot of questions there. Is, isn't your wife close banning you from ultra sign up? Oh, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. She knows this is my outlet. It's just uh, last couple races, man. I mean, it's been a lot on the family just as far as like travel and logistics and my health hasn't been the best, you know, so it's, it's not so much. She doesn't want me to do it. I think she's more concerned about my health and she knows whenever I do one just going out to do it going out there with one minute all and i'm not going to let too much stand in the way you know what i'm saying i'm willing to go to that uh gray zone where it gets a little bit scary for her but i feel oh, comfortable gray zone <laughs> dude I, the last time i heard that i was talking to johnny gray he was talking about the gray zone <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love the gray zone <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, y'all, obviously we should do some uh, do some introductions here, you know? So, hey, you know, what's that What's that running history? What's that background? Say the champ, lead us off. All right, I'll go. So I was just on the, the podcast a few months ago now, the last of the Flaskins. I'm pretty heavy in the, the last person standing format. I did, this is my seventh one now. I've been doing them the last wow. two or three years. Um, yeah, I've been able to win five out of the seven. But I've been in ultras the last like three years and that's, yeah, I mean, just normal running before that, but ultras the last three years. And then now it's taken to the limit and trying to find my, my limit every time. And, you know, the last person format, last person standing format, uh, gives you the tools, to to be able to do that. And that's, that's what I've been focusing on. And hopefully I'm able to put up some solid numbers in capital uh this year and see if we can make it the world but that's that's the goal thank you oh i guess i'll go ahead and jump in uh this is matt uh i really found running it was during the pandemic i was just uh recovery and i listened to david goggins and just heard his whole story and just started implementing a lot of that uh mental state into my own training so from running the 5k to run the 10k to running 15 and just it kept kind of ramping up distance and it was right at, it was like a day after the uh pinellas trails challenge wrapped up in 2020 there was a post on facebook that i seen and i was like man that's right in my backyard it's like a mile away from my house i was like that'd be some epic stuff to do so i was like okay next year and I, keep in mind at this point right here like i was recovering from a pretty bad back injury so i couldn't really uh run that far without pain you know like i could run far but then i'd pay for it. this was a pretty lofty goal is to run the 46 mile uh, challenge uh so i set up a, uh, not really a training plan i just started training hard and uh found my first ultra that was the uh, forgotten florida 45 up in christmas florida in its inaugural year and it was just like it's something once i did that it like took my soul it was like something i've never experienced in my life so much pain so much heartache but also so much growth over the 45 miles and it was just like one thing led to the next ran my first 100 last year at the long haul 100 followed it up 
Florida 200, which was just like, or before the cross Florida, it was the uh, last of the Flaskins with Andy. Me and Andy bat- battled it out there for uh, about 25, 26 uh, yards, and he uh, won that battle too. So that was another just big, big uh, growth going into the Cross Florida, which is about five weeks later, knocked out the Cross Florida of 200, and uh, then just uh, came back and with this uh, do Pui effort. And it's just like my last three races have been my biggest totals of my very short ultra career, but uh, it's been an amazing year, uh, year, two years of growth, and I've met a lot of amazing people people and here i am now just looking for the next uh adventure to take take me to the next level mentally and physically Who's up? Yeah, been- i guess i'll, I'll go uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah it's been quite a transition for me uh, as well i mean um i always grew up a skier and mountain biker uh lived all over colorado arizona wish i'd been in trail running when i lived out there but <laughs> but uh basically in 2007 i i took up uh you know running more avidly uh to lose weight i was about 50 60 pounds heavier than i am now so and then about 2010 after running a couple of years i started to do it more competitively uh, a lot of marathons and then got into triathlon did a couple ironmans got out of triathlon really transitioned into ultra marathon um i think it was like i think it was about a year and a half ago or something like that did groom zoom but it was only like the I think it was like the 25, what was it, the 25K? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I did that, and I, I just fell in love with trail running, um, basically, just being outdoors on the trails and the forests rather than the road. Um, it was just such a different experience. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, that um, those trails are like you're, you just kind of lose yourself in there. So, I, you know, I just basically just fell in love with just the challenge, you know, marathon distance. I kind of just left it behind and <laughs> wanted to push it farther and farther. So, you know, um, just gradually worked my way up in the distance uh, over, over the past year and a half, hundred K Lake Tosh. And that was brutal. Um, the, um, you know, then long haul, hit, I did a couple 12 hours, started working my way up the distance and hit the hundred at long haul this past year. And, um, then wanted to see how far I could take it at, uh, at, um, you know, death of Dupuis. And, uh, <laughs> I think I hit my limit, <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, it was, it was interesting, you know, really finding out, um, how far you could go, um, how far your body could take you, you know, what things you could do better, nutrition, resting, um, just those kind of things. I mean, just how, how differently you can run, uh, maybe walking, the, the sequencing uh, of run walking or w- what you need to do to make the distances. Um, so it, it really is interesting that, that this whole um, transition I've had into ultra and the community is great. I mean, the people are great. It's a lot of fun. Um, it incorporates camping, <laughs> which I love. And, uh, you know, it's just the scene is great. Um, everybody's got a really great vibe and um, people are fun and they have just have a great time with it. So it's just, it's a whole different thing than anything I've done in the past. So it's kind of like, it's a great ride and I love it. It's and just going to keep going until my body won't do it anymore, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. All right. Um, this is Vinny. Um, so I'm 56 years old. I grew up a swimmer. Um, I guess I've been running on and off my whole life. Started uh, taking it serious when I was uh, I was in the Navy. I was stationed in Guam. 2004, uh, like Eric, I got into triathlons, started running some road races, worked my way up to marathons, <clears throat> ran a bunch of marathons um, with the goal to qualify for Boston. So 
Um, actually, the last marathon I ran before 2022 was the 2000 Boston Marathon. And then, you know, I kind of took a hiatus, um, got lazy, was drinking way too much, um, got fat, put on like 50 pounds, so I didn't really run much. So then I kind of got inspired, I guess, around 2019, changed my diet. Adopted a plant-based diet, lost a bunch of weight. I was still drinking then. And then in uh, 2000, um, so 21, I stopped drinking, and that was uh, life-changing. Drinking way too much and gave that up, and that uh, just inspired me to, you know, see what I can do. You know, you feel like you wasted so many years of your life. Took up running again, serious, uh, I guess around the beginning, beginning of 2022, I started running. I went Okay, just to see what I could do. It took me like 30 minutes. <clears throat> that day, I decided that I was going to run a 50-mile race by the end of 2022. I signed up for the Nashville Ultra in uh, October 2022. Started training. I uh, did Lewis's race as a warm-up in September 2022. Um, that's how I met Lewis Coco. And that race just like lit a fire under me to do well. Ran the 50-miler in uh, Nashville. Signed up for a bunch more races uh, with the goal of... Uh, running a 100-mile race by the end of 2023 this year. Looking for like-minded people, you know, alcohol-free runners. So I found this group on Facebook called uh, Recovery Road Run. Hooked up with them. Very inspirational group. A lot of great people, a lot of great stories. Um, the uh, the founder was actually featured in the Runner's World magazine, November 2022 issue. Check it out. She's great. Her name is shout out they've uh, they encouraged me throughout the the death at the pews race to just i give up keep going um so yeah i guess that's my running journey it'll continue i signed up for a swamp 50k this saturday i don't know if that's the best decision or not but we'll see <laughs> and, uh, uh, day, and my goal is daytona 100 at the end of the year that was my goal to get 100 uh, miles by the end of the year you got Maybe it early you yeah you got i got yeah, you got it. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I got it. I, I I checked that block, but <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So I guess before I move on, uh, yeah. In addition to the, you know, what I said. I mean, I, I had some serious, you know, running with you guys. I'm like, what? Why am I? The, you know, I, I just being with these guys, the last four guys. And the only reason I kept going, man, is because you guys just kept going and going and going and. You know, I was like, yeah, like so many times, but I there's no way I can quit out. with you guys. You proved yourself being out there. One hundred percent, was great, man. A warrior, man. That's the wild thing with this sport too. It's like everybody's gonna have their day. It's just like you never know what's gonna happen at the start line. Yeah, I think especially in one of these races right here. It's like if you're new to it, like even if you've done through. Like every, you know, every course is going to be different. Weather is going to be different. Your your body's going to handle nutrition differently. It's like nothing you can really just spot on. Like you might be able to like in a standard like 50K, 100K or something like that. It's like I know every like each lap is like it's a different movie in itself. And like if you don't have it scripted to uh, perfection, you know, you're going to hit uh, those hiccups and it's going to cause you trouble down the road whenever you're asleep. Brad, that's for sure. That's exactly right. And me probably you know doing the most out of anybody here uh, these races um every one can be different than the last you can't compare one result from one race to the next it's it's a different day it's a different you know a different 
competitors, different, you know, every, everything that you encounter at, at the race, the, the weather, the nutrition, everything's gonna, you gotta just take it one, one race at a time and one lap at a time too. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things I was kind of curious with, with these, uh, the last person standing, last man standing backyard, you know, that format. So especially for those who might not be familiar with this type of thing, you know, how does it all work? You know, especially at death at deplete. Andy, break it down for us. You're the, (laughs) now you're the expert without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just have some experience under my belt. Um, so the last person, pretty damn damn good experience if I say so myself. (laughs) Five out of seven isn't bad. Five out of seven isn't bad, but go ahead. (laughs) So the last person standing format, um, you get an hour to complete the loop. Um, It's usually, or or yard, loop or yard. Um, It's usually a 4.167 mile loop. Um, And there's a day loop and a night loop, usually just to, um, you know, change it up. And then the, you know, the, the day loops are normally, um, trail loops, um, the night loops are normally, uh, like a, like a road or like a, something that's easy, easier to navigate, I guess at night. Um, and then whatever time you get back, um, is your time to refuel, uh, rehydrate, sleep, um, do take care of any kind of injuries or, you know, change your shoes and socks, whatever time you have left over from the remaining hour is yours to, to do whatever with um, as long as you show up to the start line at the next hour, the next top of the hour. And then you basically do that until there's one runner left and you either time out or you give up um, on your own. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, they, they go days. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some that go much longer than what we had at Dupuis. Um, but Hey, it's, it's all about who shows up and then yeah, what, what your body can handle, what you can put yourself through and what you can do um, to not give up. Very true. <laughs> yeah, and you broke it down perfectly. We, like, uh, oh, no, I just wish we pushed it a little, couple more laps there. I, want, I was thinking <laughs> I kind of pissed at myself for giving up because I, um, I wanted us to get, I I wanted us to get the record there for distance. So. <laughs> A day after whenever I felt like shit, it was like it was a good decision. You gave everything you had. Then like as my body started to heal, I was like, you're just such a pussy. I was like, you had so much more in you. But uh, it's all my thing. my knees were arguing with me, so <laughs> I just uh, my, whole, I, I my, my I, whole body was yelling at me, brother. I yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I wish that yeah I I was thinking the next day I was like, damn, maybe we should have just gone like three more yards. So it's just we all get the Andy and I would have got at least pushed that that distance record there, which um, well, what was you your, know, what was I don't your, know if I would have made it. <laughs> what was your last yard time? It was still good though. It was like it was still fifty four. Right? Yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> I just figured, I said, you know what? Andy's going to win this. I, just, I don't know how much more suffering I could take. But, you know, um, so, yeah, but I kind of, I thought about it. The next day I was like, damn, we could have, we could have got the record there for distance at least. So, but yeah, it's always next year. Hey, it's good to have that feeling to uh, fuel your training in your, ra- your other races. You know, don't take it forgotten, you know, to 
situation comes up, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you're a lot better runner than me. But yeah, I think the uh, backyard uh, format just builds you so much mentally and in your grid. Yeah. Just like whenever you go in and compete, like you'll go into another race and you'll be like, this isn't even the same game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mentally yeah. or physically. So it's like, yes, like I know I was pretty ate up after my first one, but just use it as yeah. a learning experience and uh, push that pain threshold. You know, it's like you, you always think at the limit, then a couple of days removed, you're like, damn, I probably could have kept going, but I just love that shit. Fuel my fire during training, you know? Yeah, uh, it's a yeah. tough format because, I mean, like when you do a hundred miler, it's like a set distance. You know, you're going to, you know, all you do is make that hundred miles and I'm done. And I know I'm done and and uh, I can walk it if I have to or, you know, I can take my time or, or I can run it real slow or whatever. But it's this format. It's like, you know, you can't time out. So, um, you know, you got to you can't walk the whole thing. Um, and then you never know how far it's going to go. So mentally it kind of like, how, how far am I going to, you know, have to go with this thing? You know, it's not like a set distance. So I think that really weighs on you mentally as well. You just don't know, um, the, the unknown, I think, is what messes with you also. And um, the sleep deprivation, I mean, I didn't sleep a wink. <laughs> so I don't know how anybody could sleep during that format. But, you know, um, actually, I did fall asleep for like, uh, I think a minute. I had my headphones on because I started listening to my music. It was like at three o'clock in the morning, I think. And I almost missed <laughs> The uh, getting in the corral, I think it was like at, at the 58.30. And I was like, oh, my God, I like woke up like out of nowhere. And uh, so I almost missed it <laughs> in the middle of the night. Wow. <laughs> <It's kinda laughs> That's one thing I was kind of curious about. Like, how do you actually get any rest or sleep out there? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> this is Vin. I didn't. I didn't really think about sleeping, I guess, because I didn't really think that I was going to go that far. And uh, yeah, from a rookie's perspective, I would echo what Eric said that 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 format is very challenging. And you know, in hindsight, I definitely would not recommend this as a first attempt at 100 miles. It's that it's that every lap is a mission. You know, you can't. Uh, I, I feel like shit. I need to walk for for an hour. You can't do that. In my case, I wouldn't get have gotten back in an hour. So that was that was all challenging, and that, it was all pretty exciting to me. So I I didn't really feel sleepy. Um, and I spent most of my life on submarines. We didn't really sleep all that much. So I don't think I was really concerned about the sleep deprivation. I was just more concerned about my body holding up. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, if any of you slept, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing to me. I, I probably would have slept through that freaking whistle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't sleep. Didn't think about sleeping. Um, I couldn't eat about 19 hours. All I had was Coke. I think the last. I think I drank like a two liter of Coke over yep. the last five hours. I was delirious. Yeah. By the, that first trail loop in the morning about killed me. I was uh, kind of wobbly and I was like, yeah, I knew I was done. But just like, I think that's why you guys just kept on going and going. Is that feeling in that? Yeah, I could have done two, could have done three more. Meanwhile, the day of, you're totally wrecked, which, you know, I mean, it says a lot about your character. Like, that's why. You know, for 30 hours, because you always think that you could do more. Yeah, I think that, that there's a lot of challenging aspects about this uh, format. And I think the hardest part is being consistent because you can't have a you can't have a bad yard. You can't have a bad loop. You can't come in at like an hour or five or something. You have to be consistent. You have to 
make sure you're hitting that mark every hour um, or else, you know, it goes, oh, all, it's all for nothing. Um, you have to keep that in the back of your mind every single time you go out that, hey, I have 60 minutes, I got to get back. Um, but yeah, as far as sleep goes, um, I know you guys are going to ask me about this, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did sleep probably like, probably like four or five different um, interlupal periods. I was able to get like five minutes or so. Or so. Um, and it's, it's all just like trained. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do like a lot of meditation, um, yeah. before bed out, outside of, you know, outside of these races and just kind of like training your body and just to like train to like shut your mind off, shut your brain off for, you know, five minutes in like a quick amount of time. I was probably like successful, at, like four out of the six times that I actually laid down, um, and of course, I had I had two amazing crew uh, members or, or Sherpas, um, and as you call in the Ironman, uh, Tracy and Corey. Um, they were my alarm clocks. They were my reminder to hydrate and refuel. They were giving me all my supplies. They were, you know, keeping me going. Um, but aside from being consistent and being prepared. Um, if you have that that crew presence there, that's a makes a world of difference. And if you can get some get some a few minutes of sleep here and there, uh, it'll definitely get you into the the second day. Yeah, this is Matt right here. For me personally, I didn't uh, really get any sleep, but I was starting from yard one, and that was like as soon as I got back, get in my chair and try getting myself in as relaxed meditative state as possible try to focus on my box breathing whenever it's hot out i was putting a cold rag over my eyes just to get black out all the sunlight and i just tried staying consistent with that until the night whenever the rainstorm came then that's whenever it kind of threw me into a little bit of a hectic swirl there for a few yards but uh yeah for me it just started yard one and just tried getting that time off the feet time off the brain you know don't talk to anybody don't worry about your phone don't worry about music sit back relax you try getting food in you as soon as you get back so you can kind of digest it as you relax and i just tried staying consistent with that every yard hey guys i was i was um i was pretty solitary for most of the race um and, and mostly just because shutting my brain off i'm in my own thoughts i'm i'm you know, I'm, I'm almost like outside of my own body doing this stuff. And if I like don't say anything to anybody, it's not that I'm being standoffish. I, I'm just that focused and that like driven. I'm worried about my own being and um, me like in, individually as it's for everybody else. But I'm just that so consumed in, in the race, and, you know, staying focused and consistent that that's probably why I didn't say hardly anything to, to anybody <laughs> the whole race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you get. I know the zone. Yeah, you get into that zone, and you're just like so focused. I totally space out when I run too. So, yeah, and when I things get tough, had, I I grunt. <laughs> yeah, we had one conversation, Andy, and I was struggling a bit. I don't know. We started chatting. Right I think I said you, you make this look really easy, and <laughs> I think you might have been struggling a little bit at the time too. And you told me I was kind of look up at the stars, and I, you know, I hadn't even looked up at all. Looked up and it was like, wow, that's a lot of stars up there. And uh, just started doing that every couple minutes and practice my, you know, my breathing, uh, walking, and you know, that kind of like focused me a little bit, and I was able to, you know, get back on track and suck it up. So I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. 
Yeah, I I went through some some um, <clears throat> difficult uh, yards too. I, I definitely didn't have a, a perfect race, but there were some yeah. yards that I struggled too. I uh, I actually quit. Well, I don't even think you guys saw, but you know after that rainstorm that matt mentioned i came back and all i was solo so all my shit was wrecked it was all wet it was blown all over the place so that was like in a i was i was i didn't want to go back out i don't think alex wanted to go back out either but his wife talked him back in and going back out i think (laughs) so i went back out but then i I ran like a mile and a half and i was walking most of it and i was like but, you know, I did 85 miles or so. It's good enough. Nobody's going to care. And I'm feeling like a, I'm feeling bad. So I turned around and I actually started walking back towards the start line. I saw Alex's headlamp coming at me. I'm like, man, I cannot. There's no way I can just walk the guy if he's still walking. And I turned back and I saw you guys had made the curve towards the train. And I basically I had that, you know, the conversation and, you know, kind of out loud to myself, tell myself to quit being a bitch, basically. And <laughs> how can I face these guys well, I if, they're, <laughs> if they're struggling? And how am I going to, you know, how am I going to talk to these just as bad or worse than I am, maybe? And they're just, you know, powering. I said, well, uh, I'll give it a shot. And it all worked out. And, and uh, we just kept going. Yeah. And that's one of the big things is, you know, you're talking about the, the absolute challenge of this type of format. You know, what's the draw to a last man standing, last person standing type of race? Well, for me, for, uh, personally, uh, personal growth, it's like everybody has own reasons to run these races and stuff like that. People come with self-imposed uh, limits and stuff like that. But for me, it's the ultimate proving ground to really get out there and grow. It's where you're not really competing against anybody at all. You're really rooting for that person next to you to go a little bit further. So it pushes you to go a little bit further. And it's like, there's no other, I don't think, sporting event like that, you know, in the world yeah. where it's like you want your uh, competition to go further so you can go. I mean, how, how fun would that have been if everybody tapped out by yard 15, guys? And we were all, <laughs> no. it wouldn't have been fun. It would have been like, well, okay, we won, but, you know, but how good it would have been if all four of us made it to 60 yards? It had been, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like life changing, you know. So it's like for me, it's just like if if you're going to do one of these races, do you know? Like there's people running races the next day after the race and stuff like that, and that's to each their own. But it's just like to me, put all those efforts into one, and then even go further, you know. And there's this is the only race to do that in. So that's why I love it. Yeah. Find that uh, pivot point at the end of your race where you're going to battle different demons. It doesn't matter if you're hurt, malnutrition, hot, yeah. cold, whatever. It's just like it's going to be a different learning experience every damn time, and every time you're going to learn something really, really new about yourself. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great format. I mean, it really it pushes you to the limit. I mean, yeah, this should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> it definitely should be an event in the Olympics. Yeah, but, that's exactly right. I, I do it for the the personal challenge and uh, the personal. Yeah, I I want to see what my limits are, and um, that's the only reason why I keep doing it. And yeah, I like when I face those demons and. I like it even better if I can overcome it because normally when you're doing your, you know, everyday training, you don't really face the struggle. Oh, I need to quit the, this training run. But something like this, you will find, you will meet your, your dream and that's going to tell you to quit and try to force you to, to yeah. get and it's how you overcome that. that what, it's where you really learn about yourself. No, oh, it carries over to you to your everyday life tenfold as well. You know, it's just like you encountered something like that whenever you're beaten and broken, your body's torn up. It's like hard stuff in uh, 
regular life becomes non-existent really yeah definitely that last lap that last yard i think um you know i was walking and uh i was a, I, I just figured i'd time out on that last one and um you know some in me i just like uh i gotta i gotta make it um and just the legs went you know just i i went you know, something in me uh, said, "You got to make this. Uh, you, you can't time out. You got to, you got to make that that yard to hit 129." And um, you know, I almost was so complacent to just say, "Screw it." You know, I'm just gonna walk this whole thing and whatever. But I pushed myself um, in that last that last one. I did, um, and I kind of surprised myself. I didn't think my legs would do it. Um, but uh, I, I guess each yard is different. Like Andy said, it's like uh, you know. Um, you can have ups and downs in each yard um, and uh, you kind of like just have to push through each one. Um, they're all different. Um, and uh, the way you run them is different. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, there, there are certain times I think in, in certain yards, you, you just kind of like, you want to give up. Um, you just say, you want to say, screw it. And, but you push yourself through and, and uh, you know, you make it, but uh, you know, you know they, they're all different and you, and you really have to work at it um each yard and you know these races i mean i'm sure they're all different like any of the the last man standings i mean there's so many variables uh temperature terrain um the the shape you're in i mean just uh the, you know they can always be different um, it's interesting you know, the elevations, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, I mean, you, you know, one race, you can probably, uh, do 200 miles, one race, you can do 150. I mean, it all depends on where it is, what the temperatures are like, how, how good a shape you're in, what your nutrition's like. I mean, that, and that's really the challenge of it. And that's really the, your know, motivation or, or you maybe want to do another one in a different place, different terrain, different temperature, different, you know, um, wherever. Um, and you just, you want to see how far you can go. I mean, there, there are other ones. I mean, maybe you're hit, uh, like, uh, go to a place that has like, uh, 50 degree temperatures and it's more, it's, it's flat and the terrain isn't as hard. I mean, really with this one, the, the terrain was a little bit challenging, I think, because it was, it was pretty uneven in a lot of spots. So I think the unevenness of the terrain itself really wore down your legs. It, it's much different than whether you, if you did like some last man standing on the road, on a flat road, you know, it wouldn't beat up your legs as much. But I think the, the type of terrain this was on, um, you really, uh, I think I, I heard a lot of people complaining during the race that they're inside you know, adductor muscles inside the thighs or their abductor muscles, the lateral stabilizers of the hips were really bothering them. They tired out. They were sore. They, they, you know, their hip flexors were sore. I mean, it, it all depends on how you train for this thing. Um, and a lot of people uh, were having a hard time handling the terrain on this particular race only because of the unevenness. Uh, it's all, you know, certain parts are dug up. So, you know, obviously it, it's how you train for these races too. So it, 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 there's so many different factors when it comes to type of format and this type of terrain and stuff. So it makes it really interesting how you have to train for it and um, what you could have done different. So I just, you know, the, it really is a, is a great format. And um, I, I found it a lot of fun until you certainly hit that 
<laughs> pain. <laughs> when you start to hit the pain, then it becomes yeah. like I think Vinny said it's not fun anymore. I can't remember. I think you said it was it wasn't fun anymore or something. I can't remember. Yeah. It stopped being fun or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when it stops being fun, did. that's when the, you know <laughs> it did stop it, being fun. Like I yeah. think that was like mile uh, lap twenty two or so. I was I was <laughs> cooked, man. You uh, kind of bring it to a good point of what what is what is it actually like out there at the death of Tupuy? Like, what's the course like? Like Eric said, it it wasn't bad. Um, I, I kind of run uh, run the Everglades a lot, so the in this and the brand is is fairly similar except for the uh, the hog damage, uh, those big giant craters. After a few laps, you kind of get used to it. My feet were a little bit more sore than generally be for the running. Like after marathon, I started to feel it in my feet. I wasn't looking forward to going back to the trail. Um, I found my groove, I guess, running like consistent 46-minute loop road. I was running about three minutes slower on the trail. Um, and there were some sections of the trail that were downright I just didn't like at all left turn when you go on and that whatever that old sugarcane or soft mushy old bush is just terrible but uh you know overall i don't think I, I we we gave leo a shout out but i think he did a good job marking the trail i don't know if anybody got lost oh yeah did great you know? yeah and he, yeah, he did amazing yeah i love that guy man without him i, I wouldn't be on this station right now it just like my crew pretty much love him and so if you're listening leo thank you one hundred percent, Leo. You're the man, for sure. Yeah, you it's a me great out. job. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think the other uh, two gentlemen described the course pretty well. But the conditions, like on Saturday, I don't know if I can speak for all of us, but a heat. You know, I'm like west side of Florida, you know, kind of south. So it's like the I'm used to the heat. But by about five six hours in, man, it was like the sun kept acting like it was going going to go behind clouds, but it just kept getting hotter and hotter, and it was. I think it, but it was a tough day, uh, tough first 10 hours for, uh, the, the crew, you know, at night it was like pretty warm until it wasn't, it started raining at that point. It rained for two minutes and destroyed everything in my tent, every shoe, stock, clothes, electronics, <laughs> everything <laughs> fucking wet. I'm like, okay, shit, where it was. 18, 19, whatever. But it was just like, yeah. you're gonna have to figure it out from here. Cause everything was wrecked. And it just went into survival mode. But, yeah, they described the course pretty well. The night course, you know, is money. Like, if we could have done that for another 12, my hip would have liked me a lot more. And I probably could have went a little bit further if the nutrition held up. But, yeah, the night course is just, uh, what, a 2.8 down and back, 2.8 and back. And it's uh, pr pretty smooth. Yeah, I like the night course. I, I like the day course, too. I mean, anyone you talk to, you can find something to complain about. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone's going through the same course. Everyone's dealing with the same condition. It's all about how you manage it, how you prepare for it, and ultimately how you react to it. And I kept reminding myself that, too. Like, yeah, it's hot, but it's hot for everyone else. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. raining, but hey, it's raining on everybody else. And yeah. Ultimately, it just becomes, it comes down to uh, how much how much grit you have, how much you want to keep going and um you know you, you're gonna suffer everyone's everyone's suffering a little bit some some people hide it better than others so it's not it's not a secret out there it's, it's a definitely a, a suffer fest for everyone to some extent yeah well said yeah so hey let's let's break this bad boy down so loop number one yeah hour number one how oh. did that first loop hour how did it go 
Uh, I took it super relaxed. Um, me, me and Matt had done a, a few training runs prior, um, you know, coming out, coming off of last of Alaskans. Um, we did a few, we kind of did some co-op training and just kind of in pre- preparation for this. So we did this, uh, four, one running walk ratio where you run for four minutes and minute or five, one or some, something along the lines of that. So I was excited to try out this new, um, running ratio, uh, throughout the, the race, just to kind of keep myself more relaxed and give my body more of a break. Cause it's easy to run out there and you're feeling fresh and, you know, knock out like a 40 minute run. And then, you know, 12 hours from now you're, you're shot cause you're feeling so good, but it's important to maintain that, like, you know, pace yourself. Um, so doing this like run walk ratio that, that, that I implemented was a lot easier in the long run. I was able to kind of reserve more energy later on in the race and I, t- I started that from from lap one, the the run walk, and I didn't run more than like I mean probably like ten minutes at a time before before you know walking for a minute, and I took it from there, and that's how I kind of maintained most of the race, and I think it paid off. I, I mean I felt much better later in the race, probably because of of doing it that way. So I, I was glad that that worked out in a positive way. Yeah, for me personally, I even broke it down further than that. Like I was training five one four one, going into across Florida, and that was I knew that was going to be a longer effort. So I started breaking it down over the course of the next few months. I turned end up turning my power walking into a huge, huge, huge asset of mine. Like walking twelve minute miles, you know. So I yeah. broke mine down from the start at a two one two minute run, one minute walk the entire way. It felt like I. Then like that first lap was nothing, you know, it was so beautiful as getting out there on the trail, just learning the course, making sure you're not going to bust your ankles up, bust any toes up or anything like that. Just kind of getting the lay of the land, but getting out there around people on the trails, like that's my jam. I never get to do that ever unless I'm in a race. So, and I might do like one or two trail races a year, you know? So it's just like, whenever I get out there, it's like, you feel the camaraderie. It's a completely different vibe where it's not like all guns blazing from the go. People are just kind of you're fine in your pack and i think me was in the same pack for all 100 miles <laughs> it seemed like we yeah. kept playing leapfrog from like yard one to the end of the race like we're always right there together but yeah that yard one was just beautiful getting out there getting all the pre-race anxiety out you know it's just like i trained up probably about five months leading up to this race like so i was ready to ready to go so it was hard to kind of back but it was went, went awesome <clears throat> yeah actually, actually i was mad i was super impressed with your 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 speed walking i was like holy yeah. crap <laughs> you, well thank you, you. I, way, I trained the heck out of it oh my god i was like i was like i gotta i gotta kind of run to keep up with your speed walking i was like yeah. wow <laughs> um I yeah. Like, yeah. I, and i can't do it i was like trying to walk and i was like doing like 16 15 minute miles and i was like oh i was like i don't know how the hell you're doing that it's a train. Yeah, I got to work yeah, on it. Train, like <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Like, yeah. if there's going to be, you're going to be walking in, man. Just uh, yeah. playing that uh, interval in there, man. You get better, but it's not something you do whenever you get tired, and that's whenever you power walk, or you never, yeah, you'll no, never I, get I, definitely train. I guess I gotta, I gotta train for that power walk. I never really did it, so I just like I was like, wow, holy crap. Well, it gets boring. But, it gets boring. Like I do <laughs> one interval for probably about. 500 miles the monthly 
And it, yeah. I think I'd be to a point where it'd be like three, four hour runs would wouldn't even feel like I was doing anything. Like it was, yeah. it felt like I could go for another 20, 25 mile run, like an hour later. Yeah. Like I, I got yeah. so efficient, the body like recovering from the power walk and like the ratio. Yeah, it was. I was really interested to implement it in the actual race, and I was happy to see it work. Yeah, no, that's that that works really well, and uh, I think this format. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I just, I, I basically, I didn't know what to expect with this format. So, I mean, I just, I basically walked, I think not the first lap, but, you know, later in, in the race, um, I would walk the first mile, um, and then, um, you know, do the last three running. So I figured, um, you know, every lap I, I'd give myself only uh, three miles to have to run. Um, you know, so I thought that would kind of save me some, um, you know, at the end a little bit, um, you know, uh, some energy, but, uh, as far as the first lap, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I kind of just did like a walk run kind of thing, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a minute or two of walking and then some easy running. Um, and then as the race went on, I kind of, um, started, you know, changing it up and figuring it out. Um, I know I did a lot of walking with John Parker, um, and John was like trying a new, a whole new format for himself. Cause he always, he was saying, you know, he wasn't any good at these things and he was, he was kind of, you know, trying different things. And, uh, and John was doing, I think about two mile walks, two and a half mile walks. And he was picking it up at the end on the runs. And I, I got a little nervous with that. I was like, I wasn't going to go two miles, two, a two mile walk. And then um, have to really pick it up for the last two miles and cut it too close. Um, so you know that I, I don't know. Um, you know if it made it would have made any difference. Um, that's not kind of something you need to test out. Um, but really, you, it, this is such a hard thing to test out. Um, you can't. It's it's hard to train for something like this. Um, Literally, you'd have to go a hundred, you know, over a hundred miles to do training for this to see what works for you. Um, it's basically just racing. You have to race this over and over um, and learn from experience to see what works best. Um, there's, I, I just don't see any other way to do it other than, you know, oh, uh, I guess I'm going to do a 150 mile training run today. I mean, and try one run walking it. Um, you know, and see what works best for me. There's just really no way to do this. I mean, last man standing is so different. Um, and I think experience pays off best. I mean, Andy has so much experience in this. Um, and, and you learn so much from each race. Um, and, you know, not even, not just physically, but mentally and, and nutrition wise and um, your downtime. Uh, how much time you think you need in between, um, you know, yards. I mean, do you need 10 minutes? Do you need 15 minutes? Do you need eight minutes? I mean, um, what do you really need? Um, you know, what, what kind of nutrition do you need? It's, it's a lot different. Even a hundred mile race, it seems to be different than nutrition. Um, and it's just with these, this type of format, I just, I don't see any other way to learn other than just doing them and experiencing it and figuring it out um <laughs> it's just a whole different animal as far as i'm concerned and um really anything that i've ever done 
um, even, you know, long haul or marathon or, or Ironmans. I mean, it, it has not, it's every race is different. Every kind of um, event is different. And, and this one is a big learning experience, I think. Yeah, and this is the way I feel about it. I stuck with the three to three, uh, three minutes run walk. I had practiced that. The longest practice session I did, though, was four yards, I think. And I knew I could come in at about between 46 and 48. Um, but yeah. So the first lap, I was chill, getting my, you know, figuring out how the trail was and talking to people. And I didn't think I was my slowest, slowest. Uh, and I figured it out along the way. I stuck strictly three three one talked to lewis about it before the race and he gave me some recommendations watched a few youtube videos you know became an expert <laughs> and uh <laughs> executed it it worked uh it kept my legs fresh i was very surprised that i was able to you know my leg i was able to knock out like 46 minute loops that you know after running for 18 19 hours so i guess that three that one run walk ratio is money. Um, I definitely cannot walk like Matt Clapper for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's done a good job of training for that. That's for sure. I am, dude. I like Eric. I, I, I mean, it was really like running and skipping to try to keep up with his walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you knock out the first loop. You know, the race started at eight, and it probably didn't warm up later until like the afternoon. So, how are you guys feeling around that twenty-ish whatever mile mark? Twenty-ish <laughs> miles, right whenever that heat started kicking in. For me, at least, it was just like the first few miles were good, and then it was like a mix back and forth. I sweat a lot, so it's just like if I put on a cover for the sun, I'm going to get sweaty as hell, and it's going to feel like a blanket on me. So it's always like an ebb and flow with me as far as like whenever it gets hot, because I'm used to running 85, 90 degrees, no shirt for hours you know so it's just like it would take a lot for me to put a shirt on but in a backyard event you know you always want to protect your body from all the elements that's like almost number one so like for me it was back and forth because it looked like the clouds were going to come out so i was just like okay i'm going to go out and do it and then the sun would come out and just start cooking my ass and it was just <laughs> like a constant just uh you know like i planned for a 70 degree race getting cold at night you know and then just <laughs> as the week progressed like it went from 70 high to 70 low and it was just like oh shit we're going to get 88 degree peak, uh, peak sun you know which at that time of the year like that's pretty unseasonable but like Andy said we all had to do it so we just uh, suffered through it and it was like mile 20 it was just at the point where I was just like yeah this way uh the elements are going to start taking a toll on the field not thinking how I can protect myself from the elements that's what I was thinking I adjusted a little bit too uh I was expecting it to be much much cooler um but once it started getting hot I just you know up my fluid intake and uh you know electrolyte intake and um i was good up till i like mile 80 and then i started I, I felt like a little bit depleted from um like the the previous day uh with all the heat um but then you know that mile or yard one and yard 12 were pretty pretty similar to me you, you know you just uh, you just on the you adjust on the fly and um just make sure that you're managing your body every every yard and keeping up with uh, everything that you need to take. And um, yeah, you can't always plan for everything. So being flexible and being able to adjust on the fly is, is beneficial as well. I felt pretty good through mile 20. I didn't really have any issues. Um, like Matt said, I, I normally run throughout the year without a shirt, but uh, I decided to, while the sun was up, I'd keep my shirt on, hat on. When the sun went down, I took my shirt off to cool off. It worked well took salt pills um i think every other hour 
like 500 milligrams. And then I was drinking Tailwind, so that kept me fueled up, rated. So I felt pretty good through mile 20, no issues. Yeah. With me, I kind of, my, my big issue is always my core temp, uh, keeping my core temp down. I mean, I could, I could hydrate till there's no tomorrow and take salt, but if my core temp rises, I've, I've had issues with races, various races, um, whether it's marathon or triathlon, where my, my core temp hits a certain point and there's just no way to get it down. And um, your heart rate rises um, and that's it, you're done. Um, and you're walking. Um, so, I mean, I think the big thing was using, um, and I've been using it the last couple races now, uh, especially this 12 hour I did um, back down in Miami a couple months ago um, where it was super hot, all exposed to the sun the whole way. Um, the ice scarf, that ice bandana from that, that uh, Nathan makes that you can't find anymore <laughs> that people do make. And I just keep ice on me all every loop I would and when it came to that um this race um when it started to get really hot filled that ice ice bandana up um with ice and and just draped it over me and it just it really helps keep your core temp down um because that's always my biggest nemesis um because I can I can push the pace and there's races I can push the pace and if I overheat I'm done um and I can hydrate you know I can I can hydrate like crazy and it won't keep my core temp down and that's my biggest problem it's always been and I'm on my body I'm kind of dark I'm olive skin I got to keep um and I've changed up my routine as far as what I wear over the years um I used to not wear any shirt and i felt like i would heat up more because of it because of my skin my dark i have darker skin and i'd wear light colors um the cut up shirt would you know i wear that cut up shirt but i think it helps because i get airflow (laughs) through the shirt and um the shirt is light colored and then the ice bandana kind of just you know, it's really nice because it, as it melts, it just goes down your back and your front and it, and it keeps it, that shirt wet and it keeps you cooled off really well. Does um, it go into your shoes? Does it go into your shoes, the water? Th- and I was going to, I was going to bring that up. It's a trade off. Okay. Um, so yes, it can make your feet wet. So <laughs> if you have a propensity to get blisters on your feet, it could be a trade-off. It's either you keep cool or um, you you take the chance of getting blisters on your feet from being your feet being wet. I mean, the first that first day, I was my first pair of shoes I was wearing got soaking wet and they were completely dirty from all the dirt because they were just wet the whole time. <laughs> so it, it, obviously the nighttime run, I didn't use anything and my feet stayed completely dry, but that's the chance you take, I guess. It's like, do you overheat? Do you take the chance of getting blisters because your feet get soaked? Um, oh, blisters I, all day. Blisters yeah. all day. Once, once you overheat, you're done. Yeah, yeah, you're done. I mean, you can run through blisters, but I kinesio tape the bottom of my feet the the front pad of my feet, because um, I tend to get blisters there. You I do use that the pre-race? Toe, yeah, pre-race. I put kinesio yeah. tape on the bottom. Um, I use the toe socks now, which make a huge difference. Um, those toe socks um, with desitin, you know, the, the cream. I put the desitin cream and the toe socks now. 
And I mean, long haul, I didn't, I didn't have any problems with my feet whatsoever. hundred miles, it was, my feet were perfect, pristine with the desitin and the toe socks. I think the toe socks make a big difference also. Um, cause they keep those, I'd always get a big blister on my pinky toe cause it would compress against my other toe and it would get like flat and hard and they get a huge blister there. And then, um, the front, uh, pad of my foot, the forefoot right near the, the big toe, I get a huge blister there. Um, but I, I put kinesio tape now and then I use the desitin and the toe socks. And even though my feet get wet from the ice bandana, um, I fortunately didn't get anything from this race. Um, but like I said, it's a, it's a trade-off. I mean, do you want to stay cool or you want your feet to be wet? I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's like, you, you don't know how things are going to go. So, for sure. Um, yeah. You can't survive the heat. You ain't got to worry about your feet. So yeah. you're right about that. You know, if you yeah, burn exactly. yard eight, so, yard, yard nine, you only have to worry about your feet for yard 20. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, so, it's, so oh, go ahead, Joe. It's going to, it's going to come back to the point that you're saying. So I definitely want to talk about mile 50, but right before that, cause you're bringing up a lot of good points with as the yards progress, obviously you're, you're you have to make a lot of decisions but you don't have a lot of time like in you know in a standard race you have time to do this do that uh, we'll see if i rest then i'll do this and that but for this race this format you don't have that that luxury how do you even make those decisions like okay i have to change this this and this i've got to eat do you just take food on the go do you take your ice on the go hook it up as you're as you're running as you're walking or how do you even make these decisions on the fly for me i had that shit game planned about four months in advance because <laughs> i it re i realized how much it wrecked me at last of the flaskins i was just like a nightmare i was up in my little one-man cave with nobody no help i was doing everything by myself and i was just a cluster between each round because like you said it's not okay 50 minute four mile 4.167 it's not too hard cardiovascular but over the course of 12 13 14 plus hours your brain starts going a little bit so it's just like you get back and you get to sit in your bottle lid here bottle lid there so it's just like this one right here i came up with the game plan you know i knew exactly what i was going to do each and every yard as far as timing how much rest i was going to get how much time on foot how much time running walking so once i got back to the tent it was for me it was immediately get food in me if i was going to take any supplements and get those in with the food get liquid get my stuff prepared for the next lap and then try getting as much me time with nobody talking to me, wet towel over my eyes and just breathe until the uh, final whistle blew, meaning one minute left and hop up out of my chair and rock and roll and don't, don't deviate, you know, like try to have a plan on what you're going to eat each yard too. Like, is it going to be a solid every fourth hour? Or are you going to do uh, a powder like a tailwind Morton? Or are you uh, this many hours? Are you going to do BCAAs? Like try having that, programmed out in advance and that set me up for success you know personally mm. yeah well, <laughs> i had a opposite experience this is very yeah first one i i lived that um so yeah joe mile 50 is when i really started to to uh you know realize i'm, I'm a rookie i don't know what i'm doing out here so I was by myself and my area was not really organized um, and I didn't really have being at the ready when when I came in. I was trying to fill my bottles. I was trying to figure out what I was going to eat, trying to figure out how much I had eaten, 
Um, <clears throat> I had thought about it, but said once you're, you know, after 12, 13 hours of running, you're, you're not thinking great and you're, you're on your own. <clears throat> so in hindsight, you know, I, I would have it all laid out. I, maybe I would even write it down so that I, I wouldn't forget, like, like do this, do that type of thing. I didn't really, I didn't really take care of my feet, but thankfully I didn't have too much damage to my feet. I took my shoes right before the, uh, um, and socks and put the, uh, silicone on there and dressed them up there before we hit the road. But yeah. Um, I, yeah. So a lot of rookie, um, but watching y'all, I, I, uh, listen to you guys. I, I learned a lot. Yeah. I did a lot of, uh, my pre-race planning and, and, and prep like I usually do, um, pre-filling my water bottles with tailwind and electrolytes, heavy on the tailwind and electrolytes and, you know, the Gatorade and BioLite, all that stuff, especially with the heat heavy on that. And that's like, that's like the easy stuff to remember. The hard part is when you get to like, um, yard 12, 13, 14, then you start to like forget stuff. Then I, that's why I, I like to have, um, some crew with me and, and it's different because not everyone has that luxury, but if you have someone that is your crew, they're usually, uh, more alert and they kind of more, you know, they, re- they can remember stuff that you might forget. And then I rely on them to, I, I have everything like packed all the food and all that prepared. And then, you know, I come in and I kind of know like what I need, but once you get later in the, in the, in the race, um, you have to be like, Hey, do you need this food? Do you need this water? Do you need, you know, it's just like a reminder. And then it, it's a lot easier than going it alone and trying to remember yeah. when you took your last whatever or ate last or last time you like change your socks or, you know, all, all that, all that little stuff, having someone else to rely on remembering that and, you know, having that, having that little reminder, you know, like, Hey, did you remember to put, you know, glide on your feet or remember to change your socks or remember to uh, eat this like X, Y, or Z. Um, so yeah, having, having that um, definitely plays a huge factor in, you know, your nutrition long-term. So that was a difference for me. Um, but I plan as much as I can and prepare as much as I can. Once you, once you get into it, once you get in deep, um, you kind of have to come together as a, as a whole team and, um, work for the greater good. Definitely. I just, I just want to give a shout out to, um, Eddie Salza who crewed me. <laughs> so <laughs> just want to say thank you. He helped me out a lot too. Um, it's good to have a good crew guy, you know, He's so experienced in ultra marathon. He's done this before, and um, he just kind of helped me out, reminded me of things I need to do, refill, do, do all the little things that you always forget because you're not mentally acute at that, that at a certain point in time. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely get into it. You get into a fog after a while, and you kind of forget what you need to do when you get back there. So, just want to thank Eddie. And um, I heard Matt talk about the BCAAs. <laughs> that got me into a little trouble. I, I usually take this uh, BCA um, BCAA formula, this complex, to, for my recovery, but it's also like a pre race kind of thing. But um, I took it at like the twelve hour mark, <laughs> and I it really I don't know what happened, but after I took it. My stomach, um, I think after that one yard we did on the road, uh, I got back and I was like, I wanted to quit. Um, something ha- like 
Uh, I felt really nauseous at that point. Um, yeah, I don't know, Matt, how you handled taking BCAs during a race, but it didn't work out so well for me. It's the first time I actually tried taking it during a race, which is probably a mistake. But, uh, you know, yeah, the nutrition, like they were saying, like Andy was saying, is just like um, trying to figure out what to eat and uh, when to eat it. Um, real, real tricky. I think I kind of overkilled it like I usually do when it comes to nutrition. I had so many different things at this race and, um, I usually come home with a ton of leftovers because I can't seem to eat as much as I think I'm going to eat at these races. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like have pizza on crustables. I had like uh, fluff and under sandwiches, uh, oh. potatoes, potato chips. Hey, I don't I mean, think it was the BCAAs there, brother. Yeah, I know. Probably, probably <laughs> not, but it's probably the <laughs> mixture of everything <laughs> I had. So bad. I, I, I have every, I anything to think of, man. Here. I have uh, zingers. Uh, I mean, the gels. I mean, I think I had, I came home with like, I think 10 extra uh, gels I didn't even use. Um, honestly, I, I think the last gel I tried to take down, I almost puked. Um, so I have a real hard time getting down gels uh, at a certain point. Uh, they make me nauseous. I, I, I mean, the solid foods are, are a big thing for me. Um, which I never really did before until ultra, but you know, there's, I just, I guess I bring so much variety because I don't know what I'm going to be able to get down. And that's the biggest thing. Like if I can't eat, I'm done. Um, and I, that's, I guess that's why I overkill it. I bring so many different things because I just don't know what I'm going to want at a certain, like it, it changes over that course of the, of the race when I hit certain, and even at long haul, I found during a hundred miler, your, your taste, your, what you want changes every like 15, 20 miles. You don't want sweet. You want, you can only get salty down or you can only get like, bread or like it it all changes so much during a race oh, it's great to have options 100 yeah man. it's like so yeah you, you totally need options and my fail safe like Vinny said was coca-cola i mean yeah. my coca-cola has gotten me through so many races just chugging coke down and you know when when all else fails it's coca-cola <laughs> for me at least note to self hang out at eric's tent <laughs> got a lot of food yeah. <laughs> since everybody else gave a shout out their, the, to their crew i can't uh, let this go without me giving a shout out to my crew first off was betty uh connell leo uh hooked me up with her she's part of the florida trail association this lady showed up around six o'clock a.m i told her i want to show up help set up tent she had the whole tent set up she had me a coffee she had me food she had me water she <laughs> hey she didn't know she was getting herself into though she's talking to her buddy he was just like hey he plans on running 60 yards today and i was like it, it's gonna take it's probably gonna take like three four days to do that and she was like three four what <laughs> and that, was, that was around hour 12 men it mentioned she got there at like six no that's probably about around hour shoot maybe 18 like she got there at like six and like she was grinding like she's probably about six years old maybe you know, she was so she was like the sweetest lady in the world. She showed up, hooked me up, love her so much. Met her. That was the first time ever meeting her. First time ever talking to her in person. She just took care of me like as family. So I can't thank her enough for that. Then Eric, this dude right here, man, he uh, busted off. It was my, over thirty miles. So however many yards that is. 
yards, but he ran the race. And then he just hung out afterwards. And this dude right here literally saved my life because Betty retired probably around <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> I didn't need help. You know what I'm saying? Like, no offense, but it was like, I can take care of myself, you know, but at night, that's whenever my mind starts going a little bit crazy on me. And uh, she was done. I show up, she's gone. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to figure this shit out on my own. I was like, I thought I was going to have fucking crew. I was like, shit. Okay. Now what I do, what I do is like, I never did this in my life. So I was like, I had to collect myself. And then here comes Eric. Like he's been, he was helping out, you know, a few hours before that. But then he came in, this dude grinded it out with me for about 23 hours. Loaded all my whole setup, which is a like a mini uh, house in itself, into my damn Jeep. Whenever I couldn't move, and he took care of me, but it took it like took so much. Like I'm one of those people. Whenever I'm feeling miserable, you know what I'm saying. You don't really want to be around me. You know what I'm saying. I'm like I don't want anybody. Nobody can do anything right. So it's just like just for him to have patience with me, hang out with me keep me so grounded and just remind me like hey should you take this here this and you know he helped me out so much i honestly don't think where if, as far as i did without him i can't thank him enough that's eric de simone i believe last yeah. name yeah, yeah. Yep. Funny. He, he was uh, offering help to everybody out there. He loaded. As soon as he's done with me, he's like, you care if I ask the other people for help? I was like, nah, brother, do you? That's, you're amazing. And he did that for like, I mean, he grinded out like two o'clock PM the next day, you know? So like he went on no sleep. Like he was grinding just like we were. And uh, it takes a certain kind of individual. I believe he was the only one, you know what I'm saying? that hung out from the race you know what i'm saying that long and that that, that that's a shows a huge uh show character in my book and i just love that dude like a brother now and can't thank him enough that's what i love yeah. about the ultra community there's a lot of people that they do anything to help you achieve your goals and uh matt just like you said like betty like she didn't know what you were going through but she like she had the right intentions there and she wanted whatever she could do to to help you achieve your goal and same thing with Eric and same with, with like all the crews out there. They, they want to give you the tools to, for you to, to fight through it and, and achieve your goal. Oh, 100%. It's very humbling. I've never had very much in my entire life. So it's just like whenever complete strangers offered it up, it's just like definitely stores your faith in it. Uh, what makes me keep coming back these ultra races, man. It's a great community. Yeah. Yeah, so now I definitely want to circle back to that mile fifty. How are y'all feeling at mile fifty? I was ready to go. We're getting we're we're going we're getting ready to get on the road loop, or maybe we've already had one in the books, and it's ready to go. It was like the daytime loop, like they said, it wasn't terrible, but it was like there was a lot of weird sections. So it was just like you had to wash your feet, and you didn't want to sprain an ankle or anything like that. Um, hey, let me circle back to mile probably forty eight. Whenever the top nine runners, other than Andy and a couple other people we go the wrong way oh, <laughs> the trail the, the, the trail's not like uh I it's not properly marked leo did an awesome job we were just it worked, you know it was like the first maybe uh, uh night loop and yeah. we all got lost we ran like point were you with us Vinny? yeah anybody here me you lewis and a couple other fellows or made the right hand turn that we missed yeah, like we ran about point two, about extra point two. I think we got like four 
we got to go back. A Coco had his uh, phone to talk to go and say, point us in the right direction, but I had PTSD. Yep. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But I'm here with like <laughs> seven of the other top runners in the damn field. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, holy cow. So that like we're running nine nine miles. Nine. So once we got into the road, it was just like, yeah, we're 24 is going to be 24 is in the books. That's what I was feeling personally. Like it felt good. It just was like a, a hamster on a wheel sticking to the intervals. Mile 50 was good for me. Just another, just another yard. I did enjoy switching. Um, every time we switched from one course to the next course, it was like a, a refresh, um, a, a nice like reset, refresh, change of scenery. Um, but yeah, mile 50 was good for me. Yeah, I, I would agree. I hit my, my stride between like 70 75 or so um once we hit the road i was like two minutes faster per loop and probably less perceived effort lower heart rate i was feeling good between like 50 and 75 matt and i were we were, we were running like exactly the same we were on a different run walk interval but we were <clears throat> yeah much coming in around the same time ish just leapfrogging each other yeah, um, I can hardly remember <laughs> mile fifty, but I, yeah, I think um, the road. I tried to so- find the soft spots on the road. Um, I know it was a little uneven in certain yeah. spots. Um, I think that's where it started to the harder surface started to beat my knees up a little bit. Um, I always, you know, when I when I start to go the distance, it's always my knees that kind of bother me. But uh, yeah, I, I stuck to the edges of that road just because they were a little sandier and a little softer. But um, yeah, it was it was obviously easier uh, the miles on the road. But I definitely think it kind of when it comes to the harder surface, definitely takes a little bit of a toll on my knees. It's the the trail was definitely softer. Yeah, it's it's uh, more uneven and it's harder on the the inside out outside muscles of the legs, you know. But yeah, I, I just. Honestly, while we're on that road, I couldn't just couldn't believe how dark it was out there. And I couldn't believe uh, Louis Coco was <laughs> running without a light. I was like, <laughs> dude, I mean, like, <laughs> I saw him and he was, had no light. I was like, you're running with no light. He goes, I'm using my ninja vision. <laughs> I was like, I was like, but it's like, you, if you turned your light off, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. I, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was super dark. Like it's the darkest conditions I've been in in a long time. Um, so <laughs> I was a little bit surprised he was running with no. He says you guys are doing a good job lighting it up for me. But still, I mean, I've been a little nervous out there running with no light. But um, and I did, uh, I did stop at one point. It was kind of funny. I, I think Vinny was there. I was like, I saw. I swear to God, I saw. Um, uh, uh, like a, a, a meteor or, or yeah, space right. debris entering the atmosphere. I mean, there was a huge <laughs> tail fire. It was, it would look like a big meteor entering the atmosphere. I was like, holy crap. I mean, and they said that uh, one of the, there was a comet passing by or something. Maybe it was some debris from the comet, but entering the atmosphere. But I swear I've never seen anything like that before. Even when I lived out west, um, when you know the the stars would light up the skies, um, but you know it's kind of like it's a lot of fun out there in the middle of the night. Um, as long as you got a good light <laughs> headlamp, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was interesting. The the road run and through the middle of the night there, so I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything to you at the time, but I didn't see anything you were talking about, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swore I saw it. I wasn't hallucinating. I wasn't. It was the fifty miles. I'm not hallucinating yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and after that, so like 50 miles, it's come, it's gone. And around 240, you're at like 80-ish miles into this thing and you get a torrential downpour. <laughs> you know, how was that? How'd that go? You know, were you still out there running or did you make it back in time? So I don't know if anyone else made it back in time, but I had a pretty fast lap and I missed it. I was I was undercover uh, for that. So I didn't even... I missed it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't... I, I did knew not. it was like in the area, but um, I pushed it because I like wanted to try to, you know, get some extra rest and... As soon as I got back, um, I heard a downpour, and I thought, you know, some of you guys probably got wet. <laughs> that, thing, that crushed my soul, man. I was I was struggling after that. You know, I was like, any lube that I had, you know, down below kind of, like, wore off, and I was chafing. And, like, like I said, when I got back, I was totally drenched, and I got back, and all my shit was everywhere. It was windy. Everything was wet because I was left it all open. Ugh, it was <clears> – <throat> that was rough. That was the, that was the darkest moment for me was the lap following the the rain was the lap where i i quit and I had to talk myself out of it so yeah I, I struggled there but once i got through that following lap i was you know i was like i am not i'm, I'm going for a hundred for me like every pair of shoes i had every pair of socks i had um somehow got freaking just drenched all my electronics are still out in the elements getting poured in so i'm like holy shit now i'm not gonna have a wash so you try like bucking it all in because you got about nine minutes so you're just like okay well you go back to the basics you know where's i got my shoes what the hell am i going to take out and drink with me it's starting getting cooler at that point you know what i'm saying it, it felt like it was like 68 degrees and then as soon as it rained it felt like it was like 51 and it was windy and it that lap right there, I didn't put a shirt on, and I got so daggone cold. It was just like it almost got bad, you know? So it was just like whenever that rain came, it like Benny said, it was like psychologically, it was just like everything was going so smooth. The night loops were coming so steady and so easy. Everything was uh, uh, playing out perfectly between laughs. But whenever that hit, it wrecked shop, and it uh, took took me about two, two three years to get back on track. But, yeah, it was just like everything was wet. And it, so it was like every time I came back, and it was just like nutrition got put to the back burner for the rest of the race, and that was my downfall. It was just like I felt like I was constantly trying to figure out all my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was going to be able to charge, get everything dried up and stuff like that in between a couple of the yards. So it was uh, the rain definitely threw a wrench in the game plan. But just like after a couple of yards, everything adjusted and we're back to back to rolling. Yeah, exactly. So obviously you make, I mean, all of y'all make it to that 100 mile barrier. How was it at 100 mile? Danny, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. 100 miles was uh was my goal um <clears throat> so i was determined to, to get that after i struggled at 80 i was gonna kill me you know i was gonna die trying so um i i had in my mind that we were gonna do the 24th loop on the road and then turn uh, into the trail so that kind of messed with my mind a little bit i i, I was a little bit delirious by then because i had been just drinking coke for about five hours yeah i went out there and um this, the trail was a bit rougher than i had remembered and i, I struggled a little bit it was definitely my slowest <clears throat> i think i came in at 54 55 minutes and i was uh i was struggling a bit then and that was 
that was when I tapped out. I had had enough. I had reached my goal. And I think I was just mentally, probably meant more mentally spent than physically. You know, just like I, I kind of wish that I would kept had kept going just to see if I could have. I'm not sure one that more. I would have made around one more time. Yeah, one more. You know, I regret. You know, there's only one way to find out if you can, and that's to just go fucking do it. Um, so in hindsight, I probably would have done or attempted another one. I'm not sure that would have made it, but I was also afraid that you know, I was going to jack myself up because I was not, you know, running. And I hadn't eaten in a while and I couldn't eat anything. I was pretty well and I was pretty well done at a hundred. Hey, Benny, what was your PR again? I, I had run 50 miles. <laughs> 50 <laughs> miles PR, baby. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, I <laughs> you got to go for that 100, man. Uh, he fought so hard. Those final 20, 25 miles. I love seeing it. <clears throat> yeah. It's, thanks, man. You guys inspired me to keep going. I appreciate it. Uh, that was all you, man. It had been very easy to throw in the towel. Uh, yeah, so 100 for me, I kind of got my second wind. I, I'd gone through a couple kind of low yards late in the night and i was just kind of anticipating that morning being there before i know that the 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 sunrise can kind of pick you up a little bit so i was just kind of hanging on till till morning and um right around 100 was the sunrise and um i was starting to like feel better you just kind of get like more energy so i I was feeling good at at 100 and i was ready to ready to put some more yards in for, for day two but not not too many not too many complaints on my end. How are you feeling, Eric? Oh, <laughs> um, a hundred. I mean, yeah, my, my goal is definitely to hit the hundred because I wanted to go past what I had done, you know, four weeks pr- prior. Actually, I was kind of like not looking forward to the, the day, <laughs> the sun coming up. I actually kind of like running in the cooler weather. I mean, I used to run a lot of my running earlier, uh, in my, you know, years ago was always at night. Um, so I kind of, I've always been a night runner, you know, I kind of like running in the dark and, and not having that sun beating down on me, but you know, it's fine at that point in time. Uh, my, my light was actually running out. I, (laughs) my headlamp, I think my second battery was done. So I was like, Oh, well, okay, good. Now I can see, um, as long as the sun's coming up now, I don't have to use it anymore, but you know, I was, I was feeling okay at, at 100 and you know, that definitely was my goal to go past 100 at this race. Um, um, I wanted to see how far I could push it, obviously. And, and definitely to make it to 100 was, was very satisfying. And, um, you know, kind of, yeah, like Annie said, it was like kind of like a second win. Once you hit that 100 mark, you're like kind of get that second win a bit. And um, you just want to keep going at that point because you want to see how far you can go once you hit get past that 100. So it, it kind of picks you up a little bit. And, um, you know, um, yeah, obviously I wasn't looking forward to that that heat. I mean, I, I, I think that Leo, I mean, he was like, uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He's like, you feel that nice breeze picking up, you know, the wind and everything. I was like, well, it, it's still, it's, it feels hot to me. It, it was like, even though there was a, br- I know there was, it got kind of windy out, but um, it still was hot that next day. Um, so the wind didn't do much to cool it down. Um, it helped a little bit, but yeah, yeah, the hundred mile, it, it felt pretty good at that point to, to, to just hit that mark. So yeah, 
Workouts for me it was just uh, getting back on the trail. You know, it felt good. You know, the sunshine, the breeze is like Eric was saying at the night loops. It was so damn dark. It got lonely. I was the last person coming in every single loop for probably about 12 hours or yeah, 12, 12 uh, 10 hours, you know? So it was just like, you know, you're not losing the race, but it's just like, you don't see anybody else's headlamps as far as I can see. So it's just like laugh after laugh. It didn't take a tool, you know? my own but it was once the sunlight came up it was just like a fresh air, a breath of fresh air i felt like i could easily go into the night you know so it was like unfortunately what happened a few hours after that but yeah i felt amazing it like for being uh 100 miles in 24 hours in like i felt great yeah matt you kind of almost already said it so after this point it's matt Andy and Eric left, but Matt, you know, things took a wild turn for you. What happened? You know, I'm not too sure, man. I think it kind of started with the rain at night. It threw me like a little discombobulated, like the whole plan I had going in as far as my food, my nutrition and everything like that. So it put me in kind of like scramble mode and then like my brain didn't really recover to the nutrition possibly but honestly like eric said whenever we got out there on at seven o'clock on day two you know 23 hours in i mean it was fucking hot and then it just kept getting hotter and hotter and it was like yeah it's 15 20 minute winds but whenever the sun's beating down on you it feels like 85 you know and it was like there was a uh, cloud cover you know so uh one thing led to another it was just like i was doing well to it I wasn't i felt great 26 27 yards in and uh then i started getting overheated a little bit so i started slowing down started breathing heavy took a sip puked out 10 times as much as i drank in it was like all right you got to figure this out don't drink anything for a minute I walk walk ran another half mile mile took another sip puked out like 10 times as much as I drank and I was like shit this might be an issue so I was like all right I'm not going to take anything else in finish that yard went back in came out did another and it got more severe because I couldn't keep anything down and I kept uh, puking out five times as much as I and then it was the 28th lap it was just like I don't remember much of it I remember getting back but then I just having nothing in me like i don't even remember crossing the finish line restarting or anything like that it, i felt awesome until i didn't that's the backyard you know like you let that nutrition slip up you let your hydration slip up it was just like i got into just straight grind mode of survival mode and i don't think you can ever get in that mode in the backyard i think you always have to have a plan in the back plan and kind of have somebody guiding you in that direction, you know, whenever you start going crazy, you know, but in the end, my uh, right hip was jacked up. It was just like, it was jacked up for eight, 10, 12 hours. You know, it was just like, once I started slowing down, it started getting really tough to move that right leg. And then I took off on that 20 or 30th loop. I thought I only got 28, uh, yards but i got 29 so i took off on that 30th yard and i remember john parker and uh leo bring me back to the tent happy. i remember like whenever at last of flaskins i felt utter disappointment like i was so unfulfilled whenever i beat up couldn't move at uh death at dufuy i felt a sense of satisfaction i was like eric and andy were better men they're stronger than men than me today they're putting up a hell of a fight and it's just like if i I had to bow out and it couldn't be the two better uh, athletes and competitors. So it was just like one of those things. I held my head high and uh, 
you know appreciate your you know grit and determination and and hard work and you're i mean you're like a role model to me and i mean you're a fighter and that's that's what i like to see in in the backyard i like to see people who uh will fight and fight and fight until they have nothing else to give and that's one thing i admire about you for sure definitely man you definitely pushed me to go farther too Mm -hmm. so for sure and eric you too you pushed me uh, more than I, I mean, cared to go. And <laughs> I was just going to keep showing up. And that's, that's, that's where we ended up. So then obviously after this point, you know, it's just, there was three and now there's only two, you know, now that it's only two of you, does, how does that game plan change now? It's just the two of you. Um, mm. <laughs> it, it changes because, you know, you have four and it's like, all right, this could go, you know, it's gonna go a little bit. Yeah, you don't you don't know who's gonna drop first, or you know, am I gonna be the one to drop first? But when it gets down to two, and then it's like, okay, well, this is this is it. It's either me or me or Eric. And you know, I, I look at him. I look at myself. I try to like focus on myself more than more than the other guy. And I I didn't really have any motivation to give to keep pushing. Um, you know, to keep pushing him, I was focused on just getting through each lap myself. I, the backyard is, it's, you want it to, you want it to go far and you want to challenge yourself and you want to get a PR. Um, I, I didn't get a PR, but you know, you always want to get a PR. Um, but you know, at the same time you want to survive and you want to just make it through the next, the next yard, one more yard. And I was in like a constant battle for for a while with just myself. Like, do I, you know, do I keep going? Do I, you know, do I call it? And my my legs kept carrying me the distance in the time allotted. And because of that, I kept showing up. Like I, I didn't time out, so didn't really have an excuse to not show up and. Um, I just wanted to, you know, thank Eric for pushing me those next few yards. Um, cause he kept showing up and I wanted to prove to myself that, Hey, if there's someone else that can step up to the line, um, that I'm going to do it as well. And I, I used a lot of that energy and I, I, to like feed off of that. And that, that, um, went a long way for me. Yeah, that's yeah, and you're welcome. <laughs> Very true. I'm glad I could um help push you along there, but yeah, it's like um you never know, you know, what the other person is feeling. So it's kind of like um and 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 I know Andy, you know, by his reputation of, you know, how many events he's won at this and it's just like kind of like it's kind of like um in the back of your mind, it's like, he's going to keep going. He's going to keep going. And I don't know how much longer I can go. And, um, he looks fresh and I didn't think that knee strap, I, I think that was, <laughs> he had that knee strap on there. I was like, that's eh, not really doing anything. That's not affecting him at all. <laughs> he's, he's fine. Um, you know, so I was like, he'll, I'm, I was just in my back of my mind. I was like, he's just going to keep going. He looks great. He looks fresh. I don't know what kind of shit, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know how he's feeling, what his legs are like, you know? So it's kind of like, I only know how I'm doing, um, you know, and, and it's kind of like, then you start battling yourself at a certain point, um, you know, and, and just how much longer can I go? 
Uh, it's just not even like, you know, how much longer is the other guy going to go at a certain point? It's like, it's like, how much more can I do? How much, how much more can my legs take? And, um, yeah, that's what you start thinking about more than the other guy at a certain point. And, um, uh, you know, yeah, it, it definitely becomes that kind of challenge at the end to just, um, do you have the will to keep going, um, through the pain uh, through the suffering, um, you know, um, honestly, my, as far as my, my energy level, um, the way I felt my body itself, um, I, my mind, I felt fine. Um, it was, you know, at a certain point, you know, legs just can't do it anymore and you just don't know when that's going to come. It kind of creeps up on you and, um, how much more can my legs take? Uh, if, if I go back out there, am I going to make it back in time? You know, you, you just never know. And, and I mean, Andy looked great up and, you know, even at the, the last lap he did, he looked great. Um, so, you know, I, it, it kind of weighs on you. Like, is he ever going to, you know, time out or is he gonna, ever going to give up? I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So um, do I continue the suffering on my own? <laughs> So, you know, you start to get into that mental game and aspect of it, um, you know, and, and somebody who, who's so experienced and who's won so much at this format, you don't, you know, you just don't know, you know, like he could probably go a lot longer. And like I said earlier, I just, I kind of wish um, I had gone out of maybe a two more, three more yards just so we could both, like, I don't know. I, Andy, I don't know what your PR is. I mean, I guess maybe one, I don't know if it was 138, 140, I don't know, somewhere on there. But, um, you know, I wish we could have pushed each other to go that much farther just to get at least the, uh, the, the record there as far as distance is concerned, um, which would have been really cool um, just to at least he would have got his PR and I would have obviously got a PR because I've never gone that distance before. But um, it's just – you know, in the end, it just, um, yeah, it, it's, it becomes, um, both physical and mental. And do you want to just continue the suffering? Um, <laughs> man, that's it pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, and how much more you're willing to put up with the, the suffering and, and how much yeah. more you're willing to like, put yourself through. Um, I, I also, you know, I, I've, the two races that I haven't won at this format, um, I carry a pretty heavy burden of those two races. I actually did quit. Like I didn't time out. I, I basically like chose not to complete the next loop. And, um, that's something that I like carry with me every time that I do one of these races. So it's also like a, a fear of quitting, um, just cause I know that that, that'll haunt me. Um, so it's something that pushes me when I get to these um, final hours of these races that I don't want to feel that again. I don't want to, I don't want to relive that. So um, it's just an added motivation for me. Um, but yeah, uh, my, my PR is 40 yards. And when, I, when we were in going through this at the end, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was mostly just thinking about the yard that I was on. I, I didn't even know how, how far we were. I didn't know the distance. I didn't know. I was just take. I was the simplest thoughts. Um, just you know, make it through this. Make it through this yard. Make it through this hour, and then you know you can sit for like five or ten minutes. I was taking it one at a time. Um, in a different, you know, different race, maybe it'll be 
you know, let's push farther. But I, I wasn't really feeling the greatest at the end either. I mean, I could have done a, a, a few more maybe, but um, at the end, it's just, you know, something's, someone's got to give eventually. And I just kept saying, if Eric's going to toe the line, if Matt's going to toe the line, you know, if Vinny's going to toe the line, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. And that's, that's what I did for, for a while. I wasn't keeping track of the, the yards really just kept showing up. Yeah. So, you know, take me into that final yard, you know, those final hours, you know, Andy, you went 133 and some change and Eric, you went 129 and some change. How did that final yard, those final miles go down? Um, the last, the last two that it was just me and Eric, we, I don't, we didn't really see each other on the, on the course. We were kind of separated, you know, based on our own pace. So it was pretty, pretty quiet out there. Um, and you know, you're, you start to think, you know, where, where's, where's the other guy? How far, how far away am I? How, you know, what's, what are they looking like? How are they feeling? Um, and then at the same time, I'm thinking of how I feel. Um, I'm like, I, I don't feel like great, but I'm still, I'm still doing it. So I'm surviving. Um, then I get back and I, my crew's helping me out a lot at this point. They're like, you need to take this, take this. Um, and I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. Just give me whatever I, I'm feeling, you know, I'm not, not one of my better, better yards at the end. Um, but I was, I was hanging on at the end. I, I was, my, my knee was bothering me a little bit. My, yeah, I, I feel like I was probably a little bit dehydrated. Um, I was feeling the effects of that from the, from the heat the last two days. Um, just a little, you know, things weren't going right at the end and, uh, for me, I, I was I was hanging on, um, and that's that's about it. I was well, you look you you look pretty fresh <laughs> at the end. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, I guess you kind of have to play a have a little bit of a poker face when it comes to this kind of race because you you look pretty good. So and you couldn't tell. So it's like kind of like. Um, yeah, you start to think that. Well, he looks great. So I mean, I I don't know if I can continue anymore, but like. Um, yeah, that last, um, I think it was, I can't remember, um, I think it was the the lap that Matt end, ended on. I wasn't so sure about how the format worked, so I was like, if Matt timed out and I timed out, um, I didn't know how that worked. Like, who would, you know, would there be an assist or just whatever? So I kind of, um, I, I pushed myself through that lap, that, that, um, that yard. Um, and then, um, so, and I, I, I don't know how much time I had to spare at the end of that one. Um, and then the next one we went out, um, I was just, I was walking a lot on that, that yard. Um, and, I, I did did some motivational um, calls. <laughs> uh, just a shout out to her, uh, Brenda. She actually um, did motivate me through actually in the middle of the night too. She did uh, give me some motivational words and pep talks. And she kind of pushed me actually through that last lap too. It was like, uh, you know, to get going. Um, that last yard, I was... I was almost somewhat complacent to just time out on that one when I, before the, where I hit the 129 mile mark. Um, I didn't think I had anything left in my legs at that point. Um, and I was walking a lot. I think I walked almost a mile and a half of that one, but, um, you know, for, for some reason I just, 
kind of got it in gear and just pushed myself to finish that yard in time. And I think that was it at that point. You know, I didn't know how much I would have left if I went back out. And I, I kind of wished I had gone back out for another yard uh, and not kind of just gave up at that point because, you know, who knows what could always happen. Um, you get a, you know, a second wind or whatnot, or, you you know, you kind of don't feel the pain as much. Who knows? But I think if I ever do this kind of format again, I definitely will not give up. Like Andy said, you don't want to have that. You don't want to give up um, and quit. You don't want to have that feeling. Um, I think I'd rather go out timing out than anything else, at least giving it a shot and seeing if I can make it through every time. Cause you never know um, until you can't, I guess. I feel like I, you know, next time I do this type of thing, I'm definitely going to go until I, you know, my legs just completely give out and I can't make that you know, last yard and I time out because I think that's a better way to go. At least you gave it a shot. So yeah, the, the end, it definitely, you, you don't, you never know where it's going to end for you. Uh, and I think you just got to keep going until it does basically. Yeah. And you learn so much after, after going through it, it's like, Oh, I'm going to do this next time. I'm going to face it this way next time, you know, face it better, respond better. And you, you just learn from, from experience from one race to the next 100 yeah. percent. i can imagine i recommend like if there's a backyard close go there and don't go there with a mile goal you know go there like if any went from 50 miles to 100 miles like you, like you can really do amazing stuff i think a lot of people go into these races a little bit timid and scared and I, scared and i like heard about like maybe having like smaller races within the backyard format to kind of facilitate the people that might be nervous but my recommendation if you i don't care if you're running a 50k or if you're running 200 miles it's like take a step out of your comfort zone for me instead of just using them as just a whatever race use those as kind of your benchmarks if your fitness is getting better and like chance to go out there and push your freaking true grit and resilience and yeah get out there give it a try yeah i yeah from a first timer's perspective I, I i would second that and i can see how it can be a little intimidating for somebody who's never done it or um it was it was to me um but the the camaraderie um, of race format like this is unlike any other race I've ever run in in my life. And because <clears throat> you don't know who's winning, right? There, there's no, there's no finish line. You don't, nobody's in the lead. So you're all out there just suffering together. So it just kind of, it's like not, the camaraderie was, uh, was pretty special. You know, just inspiring to see people just out there, just, you know, struggling and, know pushing through so it's pretty cool i would recommend it to to anybody as well yeah exactly and you know i guess we can start to wrap it up with what was the good the bad and the ugly out there for death at deplete yeah i'll go first um the good for me i um then you just kind of touched on this um i love sharing the the suffering with everybody because i know how i'm feeling i know probably similar feelings um, across the board um and you know at, at some point in this race you're gonna you're going to feel bad and, and you're going to start to suffer. Um, so I liked sharing that aspect with everybody out there. I love seeing everybody go for that PR or achieving that PR or, you know, you just going out, getting out of your comfort zone, trying something new. Um, it's great to see how many people showed up to this race. I think it was like, what, what was it like in the fifties? Like, yeah, I'd say 50, 50 yeah. people. 
Yeah, that's that, that was a pretty big crowd to see a lot of people out there um, trying to push their limit and see what they're see what they're made of, see what they can handle. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing athletes out there, a lot of amazing competitors. Um, so yeah, it was great to see everyone, um, you know, you know, really go for it. Um, the bad this race wasn't the wasn't the best with my diet. I I don't know if it was the the heat that affected me. It's just I kind of suffered more than I more than I will like to i mean you like to suffer a little but i mean i i went i went through it which is i guess is a, i guess it's kind of good too i mean I, I went through it in this this race i i suffered i struggled um i learned a lot about myself um so i guess it's not really in the bad but it it was a struggle for me for sure but um overall satisfied i mean i i went through the challenge and um i came out you know i came out and i didn't give in to the the demons that were telling me to quit yeah, um, uh, definitely the uh, like like Andy said, the the good is always you know hitting that PR, seeing what you can do. Um, also, the you know like um, Matt said too, the you know the the just the ultra community. It's the good. It's like it's it's always a great. Um, you're always in great company. Everybody around you is supporting you, and it's a lot of fun and the whole scene and everything and the vibe you get when you're there. Um, you know, the, obviously the bad is when you suffer, but like Andy said, also it's like you, it's a kind of a good thing because you kind of see what you can suffer through and push through to get to the other side. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there, I guess you always have good and bad and in a race and, um, you know, it's how you handle it, the good and the bad. And, um, you always have those ups and downs. So, and how you push through and come out the other side and, you know, and, and always, you know, have that personal best, um, come out on top, you know, not, you know, you, you always have competition, you know, the other guys, your competition, but you're, you know, you and yourself are your own competition as well. So, um, you're always competing against yourself and you're always pushing against your, your, the history of what you've done and how much better you can do and how much, you know, better you can become and what you can push through. And it's just kind of really cool to see as a personal development, um, you know what you go through and and how you come out the other side on that and and also i'd like to add one thing i, I think um it's really cool as far as ultra sign up is concerned i did see that i guess i don't know how ra certain race directors do it but um it's really nice to see that on ultra sign up it doesn't show up as a dnf but it shows up in um it shows up as your total mileage which is really nice yeah, it's um, to see because I think that this format, I think a lot of people are intimidated or don't want to do this type of format because it will show up as a DNF on their ultra sign up, and a lot of people don't like to see that. But I think a lot of race directors have changed the way they put, and I've seen it in other ones on ultra sign up, the way they put it up on ultra sign up, and I think it becomes this type of format becomes more appealing to people if it it shows somewhat their total mileage that they've done and it still shows a ranking in some sort so uh you know kind of a shout out to leo for i i don't know you know if that was on purpose or you know or just the way it was but um i have seen it before on ultra sign up and i i think it's a as far as last man standing i think it's a better way to um post results on on ultra sign up because I definitely think um, it, in the long run, it will make this format much more appealing for people to do, and they won't feel intimidated as much. So, yeah. 
Well, no doubt, I guess I'll go up next. Uh, the good for me, I have so much good in this right here. Just like Andy said, the competition, not just against other people, but more importantly, versus yourself. You know, all the work you put in coming up to that one moment, and then it happened so fast. Every year it happened so fast. He planned months in advance. You trained so hard, put thousands of miles up preparing for the race. Like, that's a good, you know, that's a hard, but that's a good also the good getting out there on the trails with people whenever i run i run by myself like all the time you know like the only people i ran with like andy i think is the second person i've really ran with and we shared a few runs uh awesome training runs together but uh the good the people you meet along the trails you know whenever i entered this uh ultra scene and i social you know i wasn't looking to make friends you know and i definitely wasn't looking to compete i was out of shape i was fat and slow i was uh you know antisocial i wasn't out for good times on the trails i was out for pushing myself so the good like in a race like this like i meet so many new people uh in the ultra community it's like i have more friends in the ultra community than i do that i see every day or see a few times a year you know they consider good friends so the good's just sharing the trails with everybody and just uh pushing yourself like the the race format the best part about the whole deal, you know, because there's no other race that you can really, it doesn't matter if it's five miles, there's still going to be a certain end point and there's going to be some kind of time cutoff, you know, unless it's just do it whenever you want to. So it's just like the race format is really a time for you to get out of your comfort zone and really expand new horizons in your body. And Hey, say you tap out early on your, let that shit feel your fire. Cause just like Andy said, whenever you, that it happens one time, you don't forget it, you no, know, whenever you're training. So it's definitely the race format is a part of the good. The bad was not fulfilling my uh, uh, battle brother commitment that I have with Andy. We uh, planned this for four or five uh, months that we're going to go out there and put up 48 uh, yards plus. We're definitely going to get him a PR, maybe go 60 uh, yards plus. And I, for me to fail that early in the game, I, that's bad for me. You know, granted, it was all my body had for that uh duration you know which i'm fine with but that that is not fulfilling my uh part of the agreement that we had and then the ugly was the damn drive home hey i don't recommend anybody staying up running 120 miles staying up for about 36 hours and driving four hours home that's ugly i had to i had to pull over (laughs) two hours in and sleep in a public parking lot where my right (laughs) light didn't work and my back was all jacked up then i had to drive sticks a shift fucking home at 12 30 for an hour and a half and i couldn't see shit because it was so dark and my freaking head uh lights of my stopped working so yeah that was by far the ugly for sure (laughs) yeah drive home sucked (laughs) <laughs> oh, four hours, but it like took fucking. I only had an hour, and <laughs> my knees were throbbing, and I felt nauseous. <laughs> oh, stick! That Jeep stick, but had uh, had me broke. I couldn't even raise my right leg an inch. <laughs> my uh, right arm, while I was driving with my left, shifting with my right, it was uh, nightmare. <laughs> I guess uh, I gotta go. So the uh, I guess for the good for me is um, I guess what I learned about myself. You don't think it. 56 years old, do you have anything to learn about yourself? You know, it took myself mentally and physically to places I've never been before. You know, I so desperately wanted to quit and, and, uh, and I didn't. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I learned a lot myself. So that was the good. And what's the things that have already been mentioned, you know, that just the, the event itself was top notch, the camaraderie, the people I've met, um, the new friends that I have now. And it's a very inspiring 
rates is out there together suffering. So that those are all the goods. The bad um, already been touched on as well. That the uh, fact that I I chose not to go on instead of timing out is going to bother me until next year when I do it again. I don't know whether I could have made it around again, but I'll never know. And then the ugly, um, I don't really have any my all the rookie mistakes. The the uh, what my what my area looked like after that rain is pretty ugly, and my response to that was was not good. I was in a deep dark hole. But yeah, so that's overall a great event. Loved it. Um, can't wait to do it again. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It's great talking to you guys. This was awesome. Thanks a lot for yeah, having me awesome. on, Joe. And uh, you guys keep on training hard. Uh, if you guys want to battle, come out to that uh, immolation, Mikey Mikey B's oh, event. No. That's going to be the savages, <laughs> the savages out there, baby. Andy, Eric, you better join us. Vinny, I yeah, know you're joining us. Come on. I did, that, I did that race once with the sand. And I, that was enough for me. <laughs> it's going to be a suffer fest for the ages. Uh, the, the, this massive out there who want to do that race any tough guys out there show up at immolation it's going to be a (laughs) (laughs) oh man this is going to be a nice long episode like especially for people who don't know about last man standing or or kind of on the fence this is a lot of fucking golden nuggets of knowledge (laughs) oh andy's master class in himself like every training session that we went on like he freaking guided me and taught me like pretty much everything he knew so it's just like i owe him just as much as my crew pretty much personally for uh getting as far as i did because he shared like every ounce of knowledge that he had he didn't hold anything back and it's like we had two three four five hour runs you know and we put him in it was really happy to see him uh do as well as he did i'm I'm putting my whole playbook out there you guys got to put the work in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, straight up hey yep have a great night y'all keep training hard see you soon yeah it was a great, great one of you guys at that race. Take care. Yeah, have a great, all right, have a great one. And there we have it for the stories from the Death at Dupuis. You know, what an epic race. And look, you know, I think these guys made a really good point about this race format. It's such a great way to really challenge yourself and see how far you can actually go. And that's one thing that really makes this race format truly special. And it's awesome. So, hey, you know, until next time, happy trails.